So, Kevin, what's a Gundam? Is it a try-hard acronym? <sighs> Actually, in seed, yes. And welcome to What's a Gundam, a Gundam Wing sub-podcast that is on the internet. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Kevin. And we are here today to watch Operation 2 of Gundam Wing, the Gundam Death Scythe. Spoilers. How are you, Kevin? Good. The first episode of this seems to have gone over well. If things went according to plan, though, that was like three months ago. Or possibly yeah. one month ago if they did not go to plan. Yep. Or even earlier, if things really didn't go to plan. I also might put this up on the Patreon as soon as I'm done with it. So maybe you're listening to it on the Patreon relatively recently, because the Patreon should definitely be launched before this episode is out. Hopefully. Because the plan is for that to go up Monday when we're recording this. So hopefully we're making tons of bank and we can just release this and get paid for it. That would be great. Patreon.com slash last podcast, by the way. So we are here to continue Gundam Wing. Kevin, what do you remember from last time? It was only a week ago, so yep. there should be plenty. Yep. So, Operation Meteor has happened, and the Gundams are landing on Earth. So, we have the whole thing with the fancy guy in the suit that I can't remember his name now. Trace Kushinata or Zex Marquis? I don't... The one in the ship that was like, hey, we need to go Zex. shoot down... Okay. So, we had him... Being like, those aren't space debris. That's clearly some kind of weapon. Probably part of, part of Operation Meteor, but he doesn't tell his crew that. He's like, no random asteroid is going to follow the correct uh, landing angle to enter atmosphere properly. So uh, he ends up shooting down the wing, right? Yep. With what's his bucket that I'm staring at right now? Hero Yui. Oh, yeah, that's right. His name's Hero. I will forget the names constantly and uh, won't bother remembering them. So, you know. Just like our other podcast. Yes. Jumpstart Weekly, which you can see on our website, lastpodcast.com. You can also listen to it. That's probably the better thing to do with it. Yes. I'm typically bad with people's names. But you will remember the wing, the shenlong, the heavy arms, and the death yeah, sight. It's very weird. I tend to forget people's names, but not things' names, which I guess is a very engineering thing of me of like, yeah, I can remember all like the material names and all this stuff. I was like, what about that guy that you met yesterday? No. Apparently, my brain does not think people names are important, so it doesn't like remembering them. But he got shot down and was rescued by the girl. Melina. Sure. And he caused his chest to lightly explode. Just a little. And then he roundhouse kicked some emergency EMTs that were coming to help him out and stole their ambulance. Like those automated teller machine machines. Yes. So he then joined her school. And she invited him to her party, and he tore the note in her face and was like, I'll kill you, and then walked away. Yep. Also, there were four other Gundams, but who cares? Uh, like I said, they sh- they showed up, but we saw 20 seconds of each one, maybe. Yeah. I just watched the first episode of Gundam Double O, which is very wing-inspired, and it does a much better job with that. But also, I think Gundam Double O is probably just much better than Gundam Wing. Yeah. But I don't know. I've only seen a little bit of it. Do you have any predictions for where the series is going after one episode? I'm expecting Hero to still be an asshole at the end of it. (laughs) At the end of the series? Yes, at the end of the series. He's still going to be an asshole. Like, he's going to stubbornly resist (laughs) being turned 
into a decent human being. Even though Zach, Tyler, and I are always saying Gundam is all about shitty teenagers learning to not be shitty anymore and become respectable members of society. Yes. That's how much of an asshole he is. He is the biggest asshole. Yeah. To be fair. Like, I could see the other people being fine, but, like, him still managing to stay the asshole, which is why people don't like Wing as much, apparently. <laughs> I People love Gundam Wing. I don't okay. particularly like Gundam Wing. See, I don't know anything about Gundam. Yeah. And, honestly, I feel like Operation Meteor is going to fail, basically, in what it was initially trying to do. Whatever that is. Like, it's not going to work out correctly, and they're going to have to do something else. And that's how I feel like the series is going to go, from a very broad strokes. All right, any predictions for this episode? Hero is going to go to the party, and since I know the name of it, I'm assuming uh, we're going to get a lot of stuff involving the death site. All right, anything else you want to say, Kevin? Let's go ahead and watch. So we're going to be watching episode two of Gundam Wing, the Gundam Death Scythe. You can watch it along on Crunchyroll or Hulu or perhaps some other places, and we'll be back to talk about it in just a second. All right, we are back, and we just watched episode two. The Gundam Death Scythe. What did you think about this episode, Kevin? Well, my prediction was wrong. He did not end up going to the party. <laughs> That's true. The party ended up coming to him? Yes. This episode definitely has me believing, though, that my prediction of Operation Meteor will fail because none of the pilots know each other? What? <laughs> I, I never said it was a good plan, Kevin. <laughs> I am now 100% sure that Operation Meteor will fail because they... We'll just send five Gundams down. Well, what happens if they run into one another? Oh, they don't even know that each other exists. It not that a bad plan? Like, oh no, maybe they'll be able to extract secrets out of them. But no, just so. Also, Relina, I do love that she talks to herself out loud. And, yeah, like, all nobody, the time. and nobody comments on it. Like, ah, she's just too rich to, you know, she's one of those girls that just talks out loud all the time. Sometimes she just says military secrets out loud in the middle of a party, and everyone's like, that's cool, Relina. Yep. Oh, it's just Relina talking to herself. Don't mind her. So, yeah, just a very weird episode. I just, I kept getting stuck on the, because at first I was like, why isn't Hero trying to contact the rest of his team? <laughs> oh. Team. That's cute, Kevin. Yes. Well... See, this is why Celestial be in from Dundum O's plan is better, because I've only seen one episode, but they sent two teams of two. As opposed to five individual dudes who don't even know the others exist? I think they all know the others exist, but that's it. Because Duo at the the Death Slice pilot's name is Duo. Duo. We're just going to use his name. It's not revealed here, but it's way easier to call him Duo than the guy with the hat. Yes. Duo knows, like, oh, he must be the pilot of the mobile suit. But I guess he is kind of surprised. Like, oh, it's like mine. Yeah, that's what makes me think they literally had no idea the others existed, which is confusing from that standpoint. It's, oh, it's just like mine, even the self-destruct plant. So it's like, clearly he just went like, oh, that guy must be piloting the Gundam, not he's one of my Gundam bros. There are explanations for this. They come much later than you would expect. Sure. But just the, why hasn't he tried to contact the rest of his team? It's because he doesn't have a team, which is dumb. Yeah. Like, why would you send just one guy? And I don't even know what Hero's mission was supposed to be. Like, at least all the other Gundam pilots, we saw them destroying targets. Yeah. I guess not really the Sand Rock. It seemed like it got attacked. But he met up with some dudes, so. Yeah, like, he, ha he had something to do versus Hero was like, my mission got interrupted. And now this one, he's like, mission complete. I've killed the, the Gundam. Only, like, looking at it, he, he 
like scratched the paint. He he blackened the paint. Didn't even <laughs> he scratch put it back it. underwater. Yes. That's where it was already. So yeah, and it's like it it seems sooty now, but not destroyed. Certainly, and we'll get to it when we do the full episode. But his plan was to activate the self destruct, which, unbeknownst to him, has been deactivated. Yes, but it also already activated for reasons I'm not clear on. All right, so do you have any more idea who the Shar is? No, I didn't think so. I don't think you ever will. Until we're done with Gundam Wing, I don't think you will. But I like asking that question. It's fun for me. What do you think about the Death Scythe since it got more play here? I don't know. To me, something about it just seemed plain in the like overall design. So it's like it's a mech with a scythe and a like rocket knife thingy on its other arm. I, I don't know. I, That's kind of how I feel about all the Wing Gundams, to be honest. Yeah. Nothing aesthetically jumped out at me about the design of the mech. You know, it's like, yeah, it seemed to be like a, a dude holding a scythe, and they painted this one black. All right. Anything else you want to say, or shall we jump into it? Let's go in. Interesting thing about Gundam Wing in comparison to modern Gundams is there's no sort of cold opening to it. It just always starts right with the theme song, and then we get some narration. I'm pretty sure we get the same narration for a while. Like a lot of Gundam series, it has a like a lot of Gundam series, it has a like kind of stock opening that it will change a couple times throughout the series as the status quo shifts. And then we get previously on. So there's no sort of cold opening to it. But anyway, we already talked about what happened last time. Hero enrolled himself into Relina Darlin's school for fancy boys and girls. Yes. A bunch of Gundams touched down that Heaven has learned have nothing to do with each other other than being sent by the same people. Yes, which is, a, again, a horrible plan. I it's would, supreme I, compartmentalization, Kevin. If they had captured Hero, they're like, what do you know about the others? Like, there are the others? others? Yeah. Perfect. Flawless. They should at least know that the others exist. Sure, they don't know their names, what they look like, but they should at least know, hey, maybe I shouldn't fight that other Gundam. Oh, also, the Wing Gundam is at the bottom of the ocean. That's an important thing that happened last time. Yeah, it's weird that they put that after... They didn't uh, put the events in sequence? Yes. I agree, it is weird. All right, so here we have the sequence of the worst fencing I've ever seen in my life, which is them literally basically poking one another with the hilt of their epes. Of course, the fancy school has a fencing class, and Hero is up against blonde McPopular kid? I guess. He's like, hey, I heard you ripped up Rolina's invitation, and Hero is like, I am too much of an asshole to respond to that. And he's like... I will get revenge for her. Aren't you ashamed of yourself as a gentleman? Yes, here's some decent sword fighting. Then Hero broke the other kid's sword. Like, that. that's literally how that shot looked. He yep. broke the other kid's sword and stabbed his somehow magically broken sword into his face mask. Maybe he broke both the swords? No, because only one tip went flying. Maybe it was his sword and it was a bad shot? That's totally possible, but the way it looks is he broke his sword, because that's how it would have worked. It's showing out how badass he is. He literally stabs the epee with the tip of his epee and breaks it, which is not how those work at all, but sure. Maybe he dropped his and caught the broken one. No. <laughs> anyway, he stabs the broken one into the face mask of the popular kid. Yes. And he's like, hey, next time I'll give it to you if you want it. And anyway, the girls are like, wow, that hero boy sure is dreamy. Did you see how strong he is, even though he's all anime wayfish? Yeah. And also the fact that he almost killed that guy. Like, <laughs> well, you know, women love it when a guy almost kills a guy. Yeah. Especially fancy women. So meanwhile, we cut to a ship that is pushing mobile suits off into the ocean with a broom because they have no launch feature on the carrier. So the here's one of the things that bothers me about the translation is one of the guys says, we cannot deploy the mobile suits. No, 
you're having trouble deploying the mobile suits. We're not equipped for them because you literally just showed us a shot of you deploying them. And by deploying, I mean pushing them off with the broom. But it is a deployment. And the captain's like, well, don't stop not deploying them until they're all deployed. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, uh, radio guy's like, hey, Zex is calling us. He's like, what does that asshole want? And Zex's like, having some problems, hoity-toit. They're like, stop it, you asshole. He's like, it looks like you're screwing it up pretty bad, guys. I could help you out if you helped me with my broken submarine here. It's having engine trouble. Yeah, he's like, our, our new submarine is having engine trouble. But if you let me dock on the ship, I will lend you the aid of our newest underwater mobile suits, the Pisces and the Cancer. Because like I said, Zodiac name themes. Yes. Thoughts on the Pisces and Cancer? The Cancer seems interesting. I I don't know what about the Pisces makes it it's fish-like. It's super bland, right? Yeah. Like the Cancer's got like a crab look. Yeah. It's pretty ca- cool. Yeah, I was like, the Cancer does have a crab look. Uh, it's got crab claws. Like, I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Like, this has some theme to it. And this is like, what are we naming this one? The Pisces. Why? Because I couldn't think of anything else. Does it go underwater? Yeah. Anyway, the guy's like, yeah, that's a deal. And then his, uh, the like, Zex, there's nothing wrong with the sub. He's like, yeah, but that asshole wouldn't let it help him any other way. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, I do like this from him. Yep. Meanwhile, we cut back to fancy school where a blonde is watching Hiro Yui do horse tricks. Which is physically impossible. Horses do not jump like that. But <laughs> no, he's pulling it up with his super strength. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which impresses her. Yep. Because, and- again, they have horse class at fancy school for fancy lads. I mean, of course that makes sense. Anyway, the girls notice that Hero's not there, and the girl that just saw him doing the sweet trick walks in is like, I don't think he needs horse lessons. He's real good at horse. And we then cut to Hero's horse at the bottom of a building and an open window at the top he snuck into, and I am 100% choosing to interpret that he made the horse jump high enough that he was able to jump into the window, which is three stories up, by the way. Yes, that's why he was practicing his horse jumping. Meanwhile, Hero is doing some hacking on an LCD monitor that's all flashing because it's the 90s. Yes. And I also love the fact that uh, he's accessing top secret military files from this computer in some school. Hacking! Yes, it's because, like, that's how the military stores their information on the cloud, which doesn't (laughs) exist yet. It is the future 90s, to be fair. It's the after-colony 90s. Yes. But also, it's definitely very... 90s slash 1700s looking. Yes. It's very Batman the Animated Series, actually. Anyway, he's like, oh, these torpedoes will do it. Oh, they're in the weapons warehouse. That's not fair. Also, I have to do the the minor hacking now because it says I haven't paid my dues yet for fancy school. And I do not have that kind of money. So I'll just have to check these boxes. Yes. This makes more sense that he's (laughs) on the school computer accessing their network and overriding their things. Like, okay, sure. That is something that you can do. But I guarantee you, the top secret military files are on their own closed network, not accessible from some random school. The military is corrupt and incompetent, except Zex and Trace. We've seen that. Yeah, but if they were corrupt and incompetent, they would absolutely not have it access, like accessible from the outside. Like, a closed system would be cheaper. Fair. Uh, but then their uh, government officials couldn't use their private email to access the files. Yeah, or, you know, keep all their files on their personal computer, because that would be a horrible plan. Anyway. All right. So we cut to the pink Rolls Royce where all the girls are like, we're coming over, Alina. It's your birthday. You should smile instead of being all pouty about Hero Yui. Yes, the hangers on are hanging on. To be fair, they seem like they're actually her friends. 
Yeah, but they just come off as the hangers on. Cut the hero Yui riding the bottom of a truck down the highway. Yes. Da-da-da. He is solid snaking the hell out of this. Yes. I love the shot after where he just drops and he slides like he's on a skateboard. No, he does not slide like he's on a skateboard. He slides like the truck is not going at least 30 miles an hour. Because he, he slides <laughs> like two feet. If that. Yeah. I was like, He you does know, not slide the length of his body. No. And it's just one of those things of like, at least make it like at a stop sign or something like that. Like that's normally how people dismount from that thing is they, you know, right before the checkpoint or at a stop sign or when it's slowing down. Not, oh, it's going 30 miles an hour. I need to make this stop. Hiro Yui took strong back as one of his feats. Yes. Meanwhile, Relena is using her habit of talking out loud while people are in earshot in the car where he's like, ah, Hiro has all these secrets. That's why he wants to kill me, because I know his secret, that he's a beach boy. Yes. And her driver's like, oh, reading a suspense novel that I can't see because it's invisible, Miss Verlina. And she's like, he's, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got his eyes closed. He's barely paying attention to his rope. Also. <laughs> no, he's got his eyes closed driving. He's got his eyes brocking. <laughs> yes. Also, so we cut to the shot of uh, them showing that Hero has a gun, and he has just the barrel tucked into his pants. Not like most of the gun, just the tip of the barrel tucked in his pants, pointing straight at his ass. The GM <laughs> told him he wouldn't have to use an action to gr- uh, grab the gun if he did it that way. <laughs> just like, Jesus, man. The thing's gonna fall out the second you move. Anyway, he's like, three torpedoes should be enough to activate the self-destruct device before Oz gets to it. I gotta destroy the evidence. Okay, I had missed that initially, that his plan was not to blow it up with the torpedoes, but to set off the self-destruct device with the impact from the torpedoes. So that makes a lot more sense that he doesn't realize that it's active. He's like, all right, I will set a strong enough attack when no pilot's in that it will set off the self-destruct and complete my mission of, because I failed my initial mission, making the evidence go away. Yeah. So at least he's got a plan. Yeah. It makes more sense now that I actually like rewatching that. So anyway, Zex metal detectors detect some metal. He's like, good, we'll deploy our mobile suits. And one of his dudes is like, let me go, sir. He's like, it's not like space. He's like, it's fine. I know underwater. Yes. So then here's the other confusing thing is he was like, yeah, we have to fix our ship for engine trouble. And then like doesn't dock. show up to do it to yeah. like maintain the ploy. Maybe he's planning to do it later. Maybe. Maybe he's like, I'll launch the mobile suits from down here because my sub is equipped to launch them and then I'll come up. Yeah. It is a little confusing. You're right. So yeah, the, all the underwater mobile suits look very similar. Even the other ones. It's like they have a standard underwater form. And then the transformations are what make them unique. Meanwhile, the Raiderman on Zek's submarine detects a bunch of friendly blips getting destroyed. Yep. He's like, well, there were ten blips initially, and now there's only five. Zek's like, well, cut the engines, tell the Cancer and Pisces, let's figure out what's going on. And we see a bunch of underwater mobile suits getting cut in half. And then the Death Scythe flies through the explosion like a badass. And we see some nice scythe swinging, because it's kind of all the Death Scythe can do. It's got one other trick. We'll see in a minute. Yes. Oh, Except now he's suddenly... He's <laughs> he suddenly does karate chop one so hard it explodes. Well, suddenly he doesn't have the scythe because he's using both hands to, like, separate the arms of the underwater mech and karate chop it, which makes it explode, which is cool, but it's the... Where did the scythe go? Yeah. There's a reason Zach, Tyler, and I are always complimenting the continuity in fights in Gundam Seed. It's because it wasn't a thing before Gundam Seed, really. Yeah. I want this cool shot of the Death Scythe karate chopping this thing. Okay, what happened to its weapon? Ah, don't worry about it. It's got a place to stow it. So the battleship's like, let's shoot all the torpedoes. Yes. And it's like, but we could hit Zex. He's like, it's, maybe it's Zex's fault. I don't know. 
Shoot. Also, they clearly fire missiles that then go underwater. So these are surface-to-water missiles that they have? <laughs> surface Because to- I'm like, that's not how torpedoes work. It's the future 90s, Kevin. Yes. So they've got swaz. Or I guess swims? Actually, swim, <laughs> swim sounds great. rad. Yeah, it's like swims is great. Surface-to-water surface missiles. missiles. I guess that would be surface-water-in-missiles. <laughs> No, because, you know, sometimes with those acronyms, you add extra True. sounds yeah. that aren't there yeah. to make, especially like, oh, they're underwater, swims. So anyway, Zek's sub is flashing red. and Because he got hit with some of the quote-unquote swims. <laughs> and he's like, careful, dudes, there's probably an enemy Gundam pilot. I doubt it's the one we fought, but be careful. I guess looking at it now, it's the Cancer that looks like the other you are right. ones, and the Pisces have a different underwater form. I was sure the red one was the Cancer, but you're right. That is the Pisces. No, the Cancer is the red one. I'm oh. saying the Cancer looks like the ones that the Alliance military had been launching with the two pods on either side, versus the Pisces kind of look like a mech that's got its arms folded up. Meanwhile, battleships are getting cut in half now from underwater. Yes. Apparently, they all store the fuel reserve just under the bridge. Seems like a dumb plan, but all right. Well, there are no more torpedoes, just swims. Because he's cutting them and they're exploding. Yeah. So he, clearly he's cutting through their fuel reserve. Uh, this one, he just cuts the bridge off. Which also explodes. <laughs> There's also fuel in the bridge, Kevin. Yes. There's an escaping helicopter, but the Death Scythe does its other trick, which is that its shield has like a beam thing and it can shoot out as a drill missile. Yes. Don't worry. The continuity problems mean that we'll have it back next time it needs it. That was one of the things I was like, you could show it showing back up. Yeah, it's a good thing that uh, the Gundam Wing characters don't need to resupply their mechs because they have no resupply lines. Yeah. So, you know, they just took the feat that lets them reload it for free. Have an extra shot. It's fine. Yeah, you know, the heavy arms took the uh, morphable <laughs> energy pool, so it just creates <laughs> bullets. bullets out of thin air. No, out of, cir- out of circus axe. That's why he's yes. going to join the circus in a minute. Spoilers. So we cut to Relena's sweet party, complete with fireworks in a Disney castle. Yes. There are many fancy lads and lasses there. I guess men and women. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, right there next to her seems to be two women. There seems to be her four friends, and then it's all <laughs> adults. And I'm like, I get that there would be a ton of adults here because she's like high society, but there should still be more people her age. Like, wouldn't most of her class have been invited? No, just Hero and just Hero, the free friends and McPopular boy, because she doesn't like hangers on. And Hero ripped the invitation into. Yeah. It helps to me give the feeling that Relene is lonely and doesn't have a lot of friends, which we no. talked about last week. It's no, that, like that's totally fair. That's just that's something I noticed in this scene. So like the fact that it does show that she doesn't have that many friends is nice, but it just the incongruity of like, welcome to my sweet 16 with a bunch of 30 year olds. <laughs> so she's coming down the stairs where her mom is talking to her dad being like, do you really have to leave? And he's like, yes. Couldn't you stay a bit to pretend you like your daughter? But then Relene is like, oh, I have to be the mature one. And be like, oh, I understand, Dad. Your work's really important. I'm not yelling at myself inside because I feel alone and neglected. Yes. She's yelling at herself out loud because she's (laughs) feeling alone and neglected. Meanwhile, in the worst spy move of all time, her dad just drops all the secret photos. Yeah, he left left the manila manila envelope open for some (laughs) stupid reason. And Relina's like, hey, this looks like those shooting stars I saw from the ship. That's weird. And at this point, the radio decides and says, now for the news. According to the military, the secret meteorites were definitely just meteorites and were not secret Gundams, like has secretly been rumored secretly. Definitely just meteorites. Trust us. We're on the radio. And really, there's like, hey, wait a minute. I don't think they were meteorites. I think Hiro Yui was in one of them. Yes. Is he the Prince of the Star? Yes. 
because she is a Disney kid at heart and wants to romanticize this boy who is driving the ambulance full of torpedoes down the highway. I like that he's driving a second ambulance he has stolen because he he rode a truck here. He, he rode a truck. M- maybe to get he here. stole the ambulance nearby. On the other hand, how would he get the torpedoes into the ambulance? So it must, you're right. It must be his mo. Yeah, I was like, he he just. Oh, I need to. I need to steal an ambulance. I need to drive somewhere. Also, the windows are working on this one. So yes, it is a different ambulance. Yeah, I I do love that. That that is now his mo. And so the popular kid is riding by on his motorcycle, being like, "Is that hero? Nah, he's not an ambulance driver." Yeah. Well, like, I honestly, that makes a bit of sense. Yeah, it does. And we get the eye catch. And cut to the circus. Yes. Because Troa, for the record, has decided that his cover is going to be, I will join the circus. He's got a resume. I'm going to run away and join the circus. He's got a resume. This doesn't tell me shit. (laughs) Yep. Just like a regular resume. It's like, but look, the lion doesn't try to murder me when I pet it. Yeah, he pulls a Riddick. And he's like, okay, kid, you're hired. And meanwhile, a cute circus girl is like, ooh, a handsome boy. Yeah, I was like, look, it's his love interest. <laughs> that was my first thought upon seeing her, was, all right, we need to introduce his love interest. I'm going to stop for a second to let you know, all of the Gundam pilots have love interests. Gundam is pretty infamous for being one of those series that all the female fans ship all the boys together, because all of them have exactly zero chemistry with their love interest. Hero and Rolina have by far the most chemistry of any of the couples. Okay. By far. <laughs> like, that I, gives you an indication. Yes. But I didn't know that, but like I knew it wasn't like, oh look, here's a love interest for this guy. It's like, no, here's the introduction of his love interest. Like we're gonna keep introducing more. Oh uh, yeah, they all get one. Zex and Noin, Zex gets one too, and they have pretty good chemistry with each other. But for the most well, he's part he's not one of the Gundam characters. No, I he's mean. not. Uh but for the most part, there's zero. So Gundam Wing has a very large female fan base, and a lot of them like to ship that. Uh, uh, that's fair. It's one of the reasons that in Gundam Seed, all the Gundam pilots are pretty boys to try to recapture that female audience that dropped right off when there were no pretty boys in the next season. Yeah. So the Heavy Arms is in a circus truck. We cut to the desert where Desert Gundam pilot is being guarded by a bunch of his bros while he just drinks tea and watches his Gundam be pretty, posing like it's a pinup girl with flamingos on it. Yes. He's also got a butler who brings him some refreshments. Yes. And I made the joke that, oh, look at all those pelicans, which is from Payday 2. One of the missions is you need to kill a bunch of plastic, uh, quote unquote, pelicans that are around <laughs> the mansion. And it's like, those are clearly flamingos. And anyway, Desert Boy's like, ah, oh, the earth is so beautiful. Do they know it's beautiful? Yes, that's why they want it. Meanwhile, we cut to uh, Vegeta. <laughs> Everybody in the series is a little Vegeta. Wufei is the most Vegeta. Okay. He's buying explosions. Yes. From a dude, and the dude's second command is like, why are we leaving a truck full of explosions for this kid? It's like, mind your own business. Look at this suitcase of money. He paid for everything, including the truck. And he's like, thanks for the bombs. I'm hiding the Shenlong underwater. But just in a river, we can see the surface, yeah. so I can get to it. is about to blow out her candles at her party when McPopular Boy comes in. Well, also, is sitting there staring at her cake to the point where her friends are like, Hey, you should, you should blow out the candles. And he's like, ah, good. I didn't miss the main event. Happy birthday. Hero's not here, huh? For some reason, when he ripped up your invitation and whispered mysteriously to you, I thought that meant he was coming. I could see his reasoning of, like, maybe he was trying to act cool or something like that. Yeah. Like, what? There's no way anyone would actually turn down really in his invitation. And he's like, maybe that was him. He's like, did you see him? Ah, he was driving an ambulance, though, so I don't think it was him. And really, it's like, it must have been him, which is that, pretty good. Yeah, that's his MO. He drives ambulances. 
which direction did it go? He's like, huh? I don't know. Like the military base? I do love that he's like, which direction did he go? To the military port? Roads generally have more than one destination. I mean, maybe that, like, because they're at a military port town, he could be like, oh, he was heading in that direction. But it's like, he was driving up into Denver. Where was he going, Quiznos? <laughs> How do you know that? Anyway, she's like, I must go. And her friend's like, hey, let's go. Let's go with you. She's like, no, you stay here. Bad Only- dogs. <laughs> yes. I just like the idea of, uh, in my mind, it was her being like, no, I have to go myself. Except for my chauffeur, because I don't know how to drive. <laughs> Definitely. And her mom's like, man, that was weird. She's not normally like this. Oh, well, good thing there's this high society party for me to take my mind off of it with. Yep. And she's like, oh, hero, who are you going to kill? What are you going to do? I'm so obsessed with you. And Pay surprisingly, she isn't saying this out loud. <laughs> well, she can't pretend to be reading a book now. Cut to the cancer, which has found the Leo, but isn't detecting any other metal. And the Gundam shouldn't be too far. But the other one finds it, visually. Yeah, well, it, it would make sense that Gundanium would not be... On a metal detector? On, yeah, on regular sensors. Like, eh, it's like non-ferrous, probably. <laughs> uh, don't ask me how Gundanium works in Gundam Wing. It does whatever it needs to do. And they're like, man, it doesn't even have a scratch on it. And Zex's like, well, our enemy's built an impressive beast, but it's ours now. We'll be fierce beasts ourselves. It's a good plan. Yeah. I actually really like this. I can't think of another Gundam series where there's a salvage operation like this. This honestly made me want to do underwater stuff in... <laughs> Mechton Zeta. Mechton Zeta. Actually, it specifically had me... I went like that, and then I was like, oh, we can do the underwater stuff from Cthulhu Tech, <laughs> but in Mechton, so that the uh, the combat system actually works. And isn't terrible, yeah. So they start attaching cables to the Gundam to They start it sending up. out cables, and then it starts sending out its uh, warning, step away from the vehicle. Like, what's going on? Is it self-destructing? I don't know why Heroes thought he needed three torpedoes if arms coming near it is enough to set up the self-destruct. But before they can do anything, there's a flare because someone threw a flashbang. It's the Death Scythe, which takes advantage of the situation to slash the Pisces in two. They must have spent so many points on all the mobility necessary <laughs> to have it move in any environment. <laughs> yeah, well, the Gundams are not cheap in Mechton Zeta. Yes. It can also use its energy weapon underwater. So the Cancer goes to grab it with its giant claws. It succeeds. And then opens up the other claw and starts firing missiles directly into its face. Which is a rad shot. Yes. Although Except the- for this one where the claw... So the cancer blows off its own claw, which I guess could kind of make sense because you're probably not supposed to have the explosions going off inside of the claw. But then this is something that really bothers me. The death scythe lets go of its scythe. That isn't how mechs work. You don't stun them and make them drop yeah, their weapon. Slave. I like the idea of him not doing... Anything like the actual pilot is getting stunned, but the fact that it drops the death scythe like it's thought controlled or something like that <laughs> is just uh, was annoying to me. Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Maybe it has trouble gripping underwater. I don't know, but it's getting knocked down like it's been taken out. And he's like, yeah, Zex, I did it. But he aims his aim uh, rifle shield that's been reloaded at him and it drills into him. First he drowns and then he blows up. Yes. Dude's like, oh, man, their new stuff's pretty tough. The first time I read that, it was like, their armor is pretty tough. Well, you fired one shot and it was blown up. What do you mean pretty tough? And I was like, oh, he meant the, the suit was a tough enemy, not literally their tough. Their armor was tough. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's like, man, what's this Gundam that looks exactly like mine? It's white and has wings exactly like mine. Painted slightly differently. Yeah. So this was where I realized that they don't know about one another. And I'm like, this is so dumb. And he's like, anyway, ah, it's self-destruct thing is right where mine is. I can just disable it with my precision scythe and use it for parts. So like, we- I, I like that plan. 
honestly, I wish that the flashing was still going on. Like, instead of somehow disabling it, he had just, like, basically destroyed the self-destruct mechanism. Yeah. So, like, the alarm would still be going off, but it, the explosives can't go off. So he lifts it up to take it out. So Relina arrives in a different car than she left with. Because <laughs> well, the car she's very that she rich. Le- yeah, I was like, the car that she left with was a convertible, and she arrives in the Rolls Royce, so. Again, continuity. Yes. Maybe not this series' strength. Anyway, the port's being attacked. She sees a bunch of pretty explosions, and we just see the abandoned ambulance as Hero is making his way to a docked sub. He drops a grenade to kill the two guys inside and is about to launch his torpedoes. I like yep. that there were no torpedoes on this base. He had to bring them from another one. Yes. I think specifically he was looking for, like, oh, that type should be strong enough to do Probably. it. Because he went through quite a couple different missiles while he was searching. So it was like, oh, these ones should have enough impact to, to do it. They don't have it at this base. So, like, that made sense to me. It does. What doesn't make sense is that Relina just walks onto the sub. I guess Kiro has 100% killed all the enemies here, and she has a clear path. Well, I was like, except clearly he hasn't, because there were a bunch of them being like, hey, medtechs, we need your help. Like, did she she just walk through the base on high (laughs) alert and make it all the way to the sub in heels? To be fair, we don't see her feet, because this isn't that kind of show. No. And she's like, no, hero, bad dog. Where did you get these torpedoes? Put them back, boy. And he's like, what are you doing? Come on, talk to me. Stop ignoring me. Everyone in my life ignores me. Yeah, who are you anyway? Those are torpedoes, right? I can tell. Come on, tell me your life story. I want to learn about your backstory. You seem like an interesting boy. And he looks kind of sad at her when he says her name. And he's like, ah, you said something to me. And then he's like, whip out the gun. Thank you. You made it very easy. You're in too deep. Time to die. He says goodbye. He's about to pull the trigger when he hears a gunshot and Matrix turns towards it. He gets hit right in the shoulder. It does act like a normal bullet wound from here on out. But 100% from the impact, it looks like it just bounced off him. Yes. And he, he does a backflip from the impact, dropping his gun, of course. But Relena is shocked, and we see the pilot of the Death Scythe across the sub from him. Getting up from prone? I think he, like, like, jumped onto the sub. Yeah, but just the because it showed after the gunshot him getting up, so it was like, did he fire while jumping upwards? Also, how is he not wet? That is a good... Ejector seat? I don't know. That is a good question. Yeah. Because, like, the Gundam isn't even nearby. Escape pod. It's got a, a what, a, a emergency vehicle where it's, like, not just the escape pod. It's, like, literally its own craft that he can pilot. That makes sense. That's a very Gundam thing. Yeah, there we go. Anyways, like, ah, I can tell who the bad guy is. No problem. You okay, lady? And she runs in front of Hero, like, hey, are you okay, guy who's about to shoot me? Yeah, and he's like, wait, I'm I'm so lost. Which is fair. I showed up. There was a dude pointing a gun at a woman. I shot him. And then she went, no, stop that. And I was confused. Relina comes from a broken home. She doesn't know how to pick a good boy. She needs some psychological help. Yes. Hero goes for the gun, but Duo shoots it and grazes his knee. And he's like, hey, don't overdo it. You're injured. I don't want to have to shoot you again. And Relina throws herself in front of him, Christ position. Being like, why would you want to shoot the guy? T-Pose, activate. And Dua's like, what is going on here? Then we see some Bishoju shots of her (laughs) bandaging his wounds. With her torn dress, of course. Yes. But, like, there's a spotlight in between (laughs) the two of them on, a like, a purple sparkly back... No, it's a pink sparkly background with, like, everything else not in the spotlight kind of, like, blackened out. I really like it. And I love how Dua's like, great. Like, he's seen all these images. (laughs) And he's even more confused. He's like, great. How did I end up the bad guy here? And I miscalculated how fast my Gundam was going to get up, because it's already here. Yep. Carrying that other Gundam. And Relina's like, what's that? But Duo does a flare and is like, hey, don't look, lady, because then I will also have to kill you. It's in the Gundam rules. We don't know each other, but we do know we have to kill anyone who sees us. 
Patrick Zala style. Yes. So go ahead and don't look over there. But Hero jumps onto the torpedoes, which he has like on a crane above him. Yep. Activates the torpedoes from on top of them. Sure. Just and by smashing the keypad on the torpedoes. And he ri- smashes the keypad on one of them. All three activate. And rides them into the water where he is blown off. Yes. Also, they don't, like, they're jet propelled, which is generally not how torpedoes work. But at least these ones hit the water. They don't arc up into the air and then come down. These ones hit the water and then travel underwater. Like, that's how torpedoes work. So as Hero is falling into the air, falling unconscious, he's like, ah, good. Mission complete. I even got the same catchphrase. Yes. The Death Scythe and the wing are hit by the torpedoes and blown back and into the water. We see the wing is scorched. Death Scythe is a little scorched, too. Yep. There's a giant explosion. That's still going on. And Duo is like, well, great. I just got them out from there. Why'd you have to go and put him back there? Now we have to get a third Gundam pilot to show up, and he'll have to do all the underwater fighting. And then we'll have to have a weird confrontation with him, or he shoots up. Oh, wait. Does a, will the pretty girl help me, even though I'm trying to threaten her next time? That sounds all right. Yeah. That's her kink. All right. I just got to <laughs> point my gun at her, and she'll like me. Yes, it was safe, sane, and consensual duo. Gosh, don't butt in on other people's affairs. Anyway, Duo's like, ah, oh, he knows the impact tolerance of Gundanium, so he has to be the other mobile suit's pilot. Meanwhile, and we see Hero just dead floating in the water. And face Rale- down. And Rolina, who is so eager to help him from gunshot wounds, is like, what is going on? Yes. Meanwhile, Zex has lost communication with the two dead mobile suits. And he's like, ah, oh, they say that if you see a Gundam, you won't live. I hope that's not true, because I've definitely seen a Gundam. I don't like that, because they're like, oh, they say one if you've seen a Gundam, you won't live, which is how it's working, but... Literally, no one who has seen a Gundam has lived. So, except Zex. Yes, except Zex. But so he like is he going? Uh, especially with him being like, I'm going to make this saying and hope it's not true. Then, <laughs> then why did you make the saying? I think it's supposed to be a saying, but again, it does seem like there are a lot more Gundams in the past of this universe than there are. Yeah, and we get to be continued. Hero is dead in the water, <laughs> bleeding from his bandage wounds. Yes. So that about does it for episode two. Any final thoughts, Kevin, after we've gone through it all? Nothing sprang to mind that I didn't bring up during either the start, like the start of the episode or during the episode. Like I said, I really like the salvage operation. I like the idea of the enemies wanting to take the Gundam. There's a lot of stealing Gundams from enemy factions in the series, but there's very little Gundam switching. And that's actually something that happens a lot in Wing. It would almost be more interesting if Zex got the Gundam, but... What we get is not bad. Yeah, I do like that they at least, you know, oh, hey, they found this super weapon. Well, we managed to take it out without destroying it. Let's go capture it. Like, that's awesome. This is best case scenario. Yeah. And it's like completely untouched. Great. Yep. Now it's a little scorched. So before we forget, we need to pick a mobile suit for us to rank on. It's a Gundam proper. So, Kevin, is there one you have in mind? Yeah. So I was kind of thinking the Sandrock. Um, the more I think about it, I haven't really seen it do much, but I do kind of like the design of it. I think some of that is the, the kind of feeling, the Voltron feelings I get out of it. I can definitely see that. I was going to say of every Gundam, it might be the most Voltron. And then I remember there's one in Build Fighters that is just about Voltron. Okay. But it's pretty up there. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say, like, oh, this is a Voltron piece, but, like, that's the vibe I got off of it. When you said, I've never thought that before, but when you said that, I immediately knew what you meant. Yeah, since I don't have much of a Gundam background. So, join us next time, which I have no idea when that'll be, whenever me and Tyler screw up and don't bring out a Gundam Seed episode, when we will be watching episode three, Five Gundams Confirmed. 
Guess how many Gundams are in that? Three. I actually don't know. I haven't seen that episode in a while. In the meantime, www.lastpodcast.com is our website. You can check out our other podcasts there, including Jumpstart Weekly, which me and Kevin do every week, where we talk about Shonen Jump and other manga. You can also support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts. Episodes of this might be going up early on there. I haven't decided yet, to be entirely honest. You will know if this episode is already up. Yeah. Or it could be a perk for yeah. later. Oh, that's also definitely a possibility. Anything else you want to say, Kevin? So far, the Gundam is interesting to watch. It's definitely fun pointing out the continuity errors. Yeah, there's a lot up. of that in Wing. Yeah, which is fine. Like it's 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 not that it's something to do while watching, but it's definitely something that like just constantly pops up. Like, oh, there's a continuity error, and there's another one, and another one. Two episodes in, how is it different than you expected, or is it not? I didn't have any expectations going into this. Because, like I mentioned during the first episode, I am the strangely anime enthusiast that's not into Gundam. So, like, I don't know what it is about Gundam that never... I think it was just the size of Gundam when I started getting into anime. Like, oh, you should watch Gundam. How many episodes are there? Well, there's like 12 different series and some of them have hundreds of episodes. I'm like, mm, no. I don't think any Gundam series has hundreds of episodes. No, but probably not. But there's hundreds of episodes of Gundam to watch. Yes, and I'm definitely. Like, like science you should watch One Piece instead. <laughs> And it's like, science fiction isn't my go-to when I, I grab for stuff. I typically tend to go for fantasy, even in my anime. So, since I don't have any expectations, I don't, I'm liking this, but I'm not going like, oh, I was expecting it to be like this, or expecting it to be like this, because I literally just have nothing. And since this podcast is going to be so infrequent, it will just kind of be like, oh yeah, this thing was like going on, even though I've been doing a bunch of other things. So, I'll kind of just have that moment of, I guess I'm just watching the episode Basically, for the first time, I realize that's literally what I'm doing. <laughs> but it's like anyone else watching the episodes for the first time. Like, they have no expectation. Like, I'm watching my first Gundam. I'm, I'm not expecting anything. Do you know what a Gundam is yet, Kevin? No. We'll try again next time. <laughs>